0: With the waters of Buzzards Bay lapping on the shore nearby, RPM News Weekly presents Rick's Tech Talk. Here
1: in the RPM
0: studio, I've got Cousin Rick on the line in Needham, Massachusetts. Good afternoon, Cousin Rick.
1: Good afternoon, Rich, and Happy New Year.
0: Likewise. It's been a Happy New Year thus far. I hope it continues.
1: Right. It's our first Tech Talk of 2024. That's right.
0: It's momentous. So. Uh, have you been driving some great-looking cars?
1: Yeah, the the ride of the week that we'll be highlighting this week is the Ford Escape all-wheel drive. There's small SUV, and this is an ST-line trim, all-wheel drive, and it's the hybrid electric vehicle, small SUV. It's got a 2.5-liter engine, I4 engine, that, gives you 163 horsepower, but with the electric uh, powertrain added, uh, the total horsepower is 192. It uses a continuously variable transmission, which results in EPA numbers of 42 miles per gallon city, 36 highway for a combined number of 39 miles per gallon. And that's about what I got uh, driving the car for about 500 miles. I had it for about two weeks. And the the numbers I was getting, highway and city and all combined, was about just about that 39 miles per gallon number. And what's also significant about the Escape Hybrid is that it's five-star safety rated. So that's an... An added bonus for a small SUV—it's—it's it's very safe.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, that's a—you that, know—that's a, a great aspect. Uh, you know, to know that the car has that kind of uh, safety recommendation. Uh, but there were a couple of other things there that you mentioned that I was a little bit surprised. Now, the, the hybrid aspect to, to the Escape, if I'm not mistaken, goes way back, or it's been on again, off again with Ford. But. Uh, it seems to me that back in the early part of the century, they had started to tiptoe into the hybrid water uh, with an escape. Uh, but uh, the CVT kind of surprised me. Uh, how did you feel about that? Was, uh, did that give you a, a good enough um, acceleration as you were moving along? Uh, yeah,
1: it's good enough for a small car plus a, a smaller vehicle, plus now it's electronically controlled so you have a little more precision in the controls
0: okay did it did it give you the option to sort of manually shift so to speak i know that some of the cbt's will allow you to sort of recreate the sense of uh shifting
1: yeah i didn't uh i didn't use it but i'm pretty sure there was like you could bring the the uh you can go into a oh, a manual mode but
0: Right. I don't know really
1: why you'd want to do that, <laughs> unless uh, yeah. you really want to accelerate getting on a highway. Yeah, uh, just for
0: the fun of it, you know, it's hard to take to take that out of your blood if once once you've uh, experienced manual shifting. Although, of course, not having a clutch, uh, it, it it's an entirely different experience. But uh, that seems to be something that folks that are looking at CVTs sometimes uh, want to. Uh, want to experience? So uh, you now 500 miles. So you you got a lot of driving in with that car. Uh, how did you and any of your passengers feel about it?
1: Well, let me go over some of the features here because it's really interesting that the the base price is uh, 39,460, and with that it's the ST line. So you get you know red stitching accents all around the car. And to to help with the mileage, there are active grille shutters, which close down at highway speed to improve uh, air drag, to reduce air drag. You have both USB type ports. It has, uh, Ford gives you a built-in navigation system for for three years, which is really interesting. A wireless charging pad. And what's... uh, interesting about the warranty here that the uh it's a five-year 60,000 mile roadside assist warranty a three-year 36,000 bumper-to-bumper warranty but the hybrid components have an eight year 100,000 mile warranty which indicates ford's very confident in their hybrid technology
0: yeah well you know as i said earlier that uh They've been at it for a while with this hybrid uh, Ford Escape. Uh, it goes back, I've just ch- checked some of the information on it. It goes back to like 2004 when they first introduced
1: one. Yeah, but uh, some of the hybrid technology has gone away, like the fusion hybrid and the fusion sedan.
0: Oh, yeah, no doubt it's different, but, mm-hmm. um, but they've been working at it.
1: Another feature I found interesting on the Escape hybrid is... Uh, it's got a braking coach. In other words, when you make a stop, it'll tell you how efficient you are in regenerating electricity back into the hybrid battery. Uh So if you make a a very smooth, slow stop, it'll tell you 100% regeneration, which is not really true because there are friction losses in the system, but it, it means you've got about the maximum out of the regeneration. But if you make a quick stop, you're regeneration factor goes down. Uh-huh.
0: Well, that's pretty handy. Uh, um is there a way to control any of the uh, amount of braking or is it just simply, you know, release No, it's
1: it's, it's okay. more on your uh, foot on the brake pedal.
0: Right. Right.
1: Yep. And, and another nice feature is at at the end of the at the end of your trip when you turn the car off, it'll tell you how much time you spent on electric and how much time that you didn't, like the total trip and then the, the number of uh, the percentage on electricity.
0: The numbers that you were uh, giving us a little bit earlier about how uh, how the mileage is, uh, for a small SUV, those are pretty good numbers. Uh, for an, an, you know, a gasoline hybrid electric vehicle, um, those numbers are pretty outstanding uh, considering the size of the right. vehicle those- and um, and other factors like that.
1: Right, I tend to hypermile, though.
0: You tend to, <laughs> okay. Uh, well, for our, our listeners, explain what that means.
1: No, you're trying to maximize your uh, mileage rather than uh, minimize your time.
0: So uh, that meant you were coasting down all those hills you might have been going through. No, no, I
1: just I'm just very light on the brake and very light on the gas.
0: Sure. Yeah, you know, it's a state of mind. I think to be able to do that. Um, right. You know, I mean Very. so in the in this you know rush hurry kind of a world sometimes we forget that you know and um, you know oftentimes it you know it's, it's sort of like uh, the tortoise and the hare you know s- someone who's like you know rushing up to stop signs you know in uh, urban traffic you know they rush up and the you can almost see the back end of their car going up as they you know nearly screech to a halt at the next light and thinking they're going to be ahead of everybody they race forward and do the same thing and you end up winding up right behind them again at the next light um but you can really save a lot of uh, fuel um if you uh, if you take it a little bit easier
1: Yeah, that sounds like Boston drivers. Oh,
0: <laughs> no, another punch to Massachusetts drivers, huh? Uh well, I guess you're entitled to it. You you do live here. Even though you are sort of New York bred, huh?
1: Right. Right. So, well I won't get into that. But, yeah, 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 right. Oh, those, just,
0: those Manhattan drivers are perfect, I guess, huh?
1: <laughs> no, no, Long Island. Okay, but just to wrap it up with the car, I gave you the uh, the base price. We had options of nineteen hundred dollars for the technology package, which included a head-up display, which I like, and the uh, the total vehicle price was forty-one thousand five hundred and seventy dollars. So that's the ride of the week this week. The Ford escape all wheel drive hybrid.
0: Well, sounds like it was fun and, uh, it sounds very economical. I'm sure it's a, it's a great car for a lot of folks. All right. So, uh, what's the next? Well, at
1: RPM news weekly, you, uh, you posted an interesting article on the 11 vehicles that are disappearing in 2024. And, uh, what I found interesting was one of them was the Ford Transit Connect van, yeah. a small van. And you, like you say in the article, you'd figure that with, with home delivery, uh, especially since the pandemic sprouting, you figured that this vehicle would be in demand. But if I can make a prediction here, I have a feeling you're going to see the Transit Connect come back in a different form. And one of the options will be as an electric van, because it's big enough to put in uh, various size batteries that you could have this vehicle be perfect for delivery and saving fuel.
0: Well, I'm glad you pointed to that article, although uh, I I was responsible for editing it and getting it posted. Uh, Our good colleague at RPM News Weekly, Peter Siani, is uh, responsible for most of the research and and the uh, composing the content um so yeah lots of neat stuff there i would advise anyone to check it out um, you know uh, it's uh, found on rpmnewsweekly.com it's called out with the old 11 cars that are going away for 2024 that whole list is kind of interesting and you know it does sort of point to the idea that you know these aren't just the forgettable cars you know you would say oh i, I don't even know they still made that uh, but these are cars that are a surprise to see that they, you know, that some of them are legacy automobiles. I'm going to be talking a little bit about them if you, since you brought up the subject. One of them, it, uh, it's a surprise that uh, it's going away, but not so much of a surprise that we weren't sort of uh, prepared for it to, to go away, particularly because there is an electric version that seems to be in the works which I know that a lot of performance folks are going to kind of be looking down their nose at. And, uh, uh, but, at, you know, sometimes embracing the future, it takes a little bit of courage. And uh, I think that's what Dodge is doing. And um, a lot of folks would say, well, they've been kind of late to the game. There haven't been a lot of electric vehicles coming out of that whole group of manufacturers that uh, represent uh, Stellantis, including Dodge and Jeep and Fiat. Uh, Chrysler, and then some European brands as well, um, but uh, with you know the Charger, um, you know, virtually every time we've had a Charger in the press fleet, and I've gotten a chance to take that for a week, it's just been not only exciting uh, in the way the Charger can be exciting, certainly especially with the the, the power that some of the models can put out. But it just always felt like I was coming home. It was like the, the, the seating, the way it felt, uh, the way it, it smelled inside. You know, that it's not just new car, it's Dodge new car. There's a, there's a certain um, aroma and there's a certain kind of je ne sais quoi, as they say, that, uh, that made those, those cars just so likable. Um,
1: well, you know, you could put the Beach Boys on the radio and really experience
0: that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, you know, but it, the the whole Brotherhood of Muscle, which is like a, an expression that Dodge re- refers to uh, uh, regarding their vehicles, um, it, I don't think that's going away at all. Um, you know, there's there's enough uh, expertise at Dodge to to figure this all out. Um, you know, uh, I, I had a, an opportunity to drive the um, the special edition Swinger uh, just this last summer, and uh, it was a wide body. It had the Scat Pack package on it, and you know, it certainly rumbles along. You know, that's a you know that's a, a car made with a sound that you'll just never forget. It had the 6.4 liter V8 uh, Hemi. It was an SRT uh, uh, version and um, 8 speed tr- transmission so you know this car was just something to, you know to behold when you looked at it it just looked as sharp as it can possibly be and power was just there right at your fingertips yet it was so amazingly comfortable just a great car to feel it, the confidence and not just because of the power just mm-hmm. the, the way everything the handling the steering could take it back out on a country road somewhere, you know, and move around and not have not a feel it was going to get away from you, even though it had all that power. But a great car. Uh, sad to see that go, but I'm sure that what's in the works is going to be equally amazing.
1: In, well, uh, maybe they'll come up with something called the electric Hemi. An
0: electric Hemi. <laughs> well, that's interesting. <laughs> Uh, they are doing something about the sound, though, because they know that a lot of the performance enthusiasts, you know, part of what they like about a car with a lot of performance is, is the sound of the car. And um, so they've been working on something that's not just a speaker. Um, I guess it sort of emulates the sound. Um, mm. in, in, from, in an electric car, it emulates the sound that uh, it gives it kind of a
1: performance feel. Well, didn't Ford do that in the Mustang Mach E? On one of their cars, they had the electric sound, and it was an electric car. They they had a they duplicated an engine sound. Although when I'm in an electric car, it just seemed annoying. I said one of the features in electric cars that they're quieter.
0: Well, yeah, you know that's true. These days, I guess you know you, you kind of really hope to have a few moments of quiet amidst all the. The noise that's all around everywhere. But I think that what they might be going for with Dodge is something that's it's a little bit different than just bringing the sound of a gasoline engine to an electric car. What um, Peter had kind of discovered in the article that uh, we posted on RPM was that it resembles uh, uh, what you might want a futuristic electric car to sound like in a, in a sci-fi movie. So that's, you know, that's kind of a little bit different. And apparently it's not coming from a speaker. What he mm-hmm. describes it as is a frat-zogic chambered exhaust. So I, I'd like to find out more about what that
1: is. Maybe we should go to back to the future. <laughs> oh, you <know>? uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, all right. Well, we could ramble on about uh, the, the cars that are leaving us. Uh, there's uh, nine more that you'll find, plus one honorable mention, uh, being the Camaro, which is not really going away yet, but uh, it will be. Um, and uh, But Chevy is promising us that there'll be something down the road on that. Uh, rpmnewsweekly.com, you'll find that article. So
1: what else have you got for us this week? Okay, we just had a, a study looking back at 2023 from iccars.com. What were the best-selling vehicles, the used vehicles in 2023 and what you'll find is uh, everything that's new is old, or everything that's old is new again. And what's interesting, and for the for the umpty umpty year, the Ford F-150 is the best-selling used vehicle in the United States, followed by the Chevy Silverado and the Chevy Equinox, the Dodge Ram, which was number three last uh, the previous year, is down to fourth place. But In fifth place and sixth place are the Toyota Camry and the Honda Civic, which goes to show you that sedans are still uh, somewhat in demand. Yeah, they're not dead yet. uh, Uh,
0: Well, you know, I think a lot of the uh, folks that kind of crunched the numbers uh, have been saying that, That you know, yeah, trucks and SUVs have kind of dominated. and, And as you can tell from the list you just did, trucks really dominate. But sedans aren't going away. Uh, there's still a, That's right. a need and a love for
1: them. Right. The, the U.S. Uh, manufacturers have given up on sedans, but that just opened up. Uh, it's not the biggest market segment, but it certainly is significant that the uh, the Japanese and the Koreans are in there making money there.
0: Right. Well, you know, there's a whole reliability, too, that have always made... Um, both Toyota and Honda successful in that arena.
1: Okay. Let's wrap things up with uh, a story out of the Motor City, Detroit. Okay. Now, the Michigan uh, Transportation Agency and a company called Electron Wireless, an Israeli-based company, have installed a small section of uh, a quarter-mile stretch of roadway in Detroit which has inductive charging coils embedded in the pavement. And the, these will charge vehicles parked over the coils or driving over the coils. And this is part of a five-year study to, to determine if this is an efficient way, if it's a viable way of charging vehicles either on vehicles in motion or or parked vehicles so we'll have to see if uh what comes of that and there's a lot of factors involved you know it's very hard to charge a vehicle passing over it unless you have a really long stretch of highway mm-hmm. and also you know you're embedding these coils in the pavement now in a city like detroit which has a lot of winter weather how are those uh, coils going to hold up when uh salt and uh, plows go over them and whatever. So uh, an interesting experiment. We'll see. have to see if it goes anywhere.
0: Yeah, well, you know, it, something like this has been in, at least in the works in general, you know, just the idea that this is out there uh, as a possibility for vehicles. I've heard about this uh, several years ago. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of neat to see that finally, you uh, there's been some engineering put to it and that it's actually going
1: to, going to happen. This is a way to charge vehicles, say in urban areas where you live in an apartment and you park your car outside and uh, if there's a coil in the ground, you can maybe get some charging overnight mm-hmm. rather than try to find a, a, a hookup with a, with a charging cord.
0: Right. You know, and I imagine as far as like uh, questions about what folks might have about uh, how uh, will you pay for this, or how you know how will uh, you know you be billed? Um, it will probably be some way of identifying the vehicle, you know, by uh, you know some some form of registration. You know, each individual vehicle has its own ID number, right? And uh, and then just you know having that applied to someone's account, so uh, it would just be there. It's you a, in a, in kind of a roundabout way. You know, Tesla's you know found a way to to do that with their charging stations where they identify the vehicle um and uh, you know can can bill you directly so there's like really no fussing when you go charge up that way so this is like one step further into the future
1: well yeah it's kind of like what charge point does you put your phone there and it, it sees your account and then it bills you right yeah, yeah.
0: well uh well i hope there's uh some success with that i'd like to see where that goes uh, um now, I wonder if it will end up being more practical on a parking area, parking zones, or more practical on long stretches of highway,
1: or maybe both. Right. I, I think uh, the the viability is probably for stationary vehicles, and uh, it's a little more complex to, to put this in in a long stretch of highway sure. where it might be effective.
0: It's not hard to imagine that... Uh, folks would be able to install them in their driveways. You know, you pull up at night, you know, there's no cord to plug in. You just park your car
1: in a certain part of the driveway. Yeah, that technology has been around for uh, you can put this in your car and have the coil on the floor in your garage and drive in. for the people who don't want to plug in.
0: Mm -hmm. So a little bit like, you know, the, the Qi charges for your phone, you know, wireless charging. Right. Uh, yeah, basically basically the same principle.
1: That gets back to the ride of the week. There's wireless phone charging in the Ford Escape.
0: Oh, all right. Yeah, good to bring that up. Yeah, I'm seeing that in more cars that we
1: get in the in the press fleet.
0: So is that a, is that a wrap for us this week?
1: That's a wrap for today. Glad we could get together, and again, let's uh, start the new year right.
0: Absolutely. We'll put all that snow aside that we got the other day, and move forward. I, th- I think it's all going to get washed away in this rainstorm that's coming up. So until next week, thanks again, Rick.
1: Be well, Rich. Take care.
0: Okay, this has been Rick's Tech Talk here on RPM News Weekly, a weekly feature. Check it all out at rpmnewsweekly.com.